You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen, of course it feels great. I'll be honest with you, I'm exhausted. So, like, I just, you know, I want to go home, put the feet up, drink a beer, and just, you know, so it feels real good. I'm just proud of them. I really am. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we begin our preview of the NFC North. And, of course, we have to start with the favorites, the Detroit Lions. And, Joe, to me, the conversation when previewing the Lions really starts with the offensive line. Still very much elite when you look at who was starting for the Lions at the end of last year. You had Decker and Jackson, Ragnow, Brown, and Panay Sewell. And while, say, the swing tackle position may still be an area of concern, definitely this is a line where, assuming, you know, Jared Goff is still playing at a really good level, that this line will not be surrendering too many pressures. And so that's a positive. The other thing, too, is let's say that Jared Goff does fall off a cliff for whatever reason. Well, (laughs) they did pick up Hendon Hooker. He may be a fantastic backup quarterback. Had he stayed healthy throughout his entire final season with Tennessee, then he would have very much been in Heisman consideration. And so the quarterback position, whatever you think of Jared Goff, looks sound to me. The offensive line should be quite effective. And there are many reasons to to suggest that this offense should be quite efficient in 2023. Yeah, um, I was expecting you to lead with uh, just – shredding the Jameer Gibbs situation with what they, everything they gave up and getting Gibbs and it doesn't look like he's going to be the starter, but I'm assuming some sort of a combo situation. And then Gibbs eventually takes Mm -hmm. over from David Montgomery. That was just a a short deal, but yeah, um, golf for me, that's the lead. And I understand why some people would say that golf is going to take a step back. When you look at some of the offensive numbers, from a season to go, but we've seen seasons like this before from him. We saw 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 32 and 12. And last year was 29 and seven. I know he's younger. I know it was with Sean McVay, but you know what he has now? He has a number one receiver. I'm on Ross St. Brown's that, that dude, he's probably a top 10 guy in the league. And he's the one that carries everything on that offense. Now, if he were to go down to an injury, oh boy, oh boy, is there a drop off? Now we're saying, okay, your number one option is going to be Josh Reynolds or, or Marvin Jones, would completely change everything. But he's going to be protected. If golf is going to get time, he should he should be all right. 
it's uh, yeah, it was too little, too late last year. They go eight and two in their last ten games. It was all about that awful start when they started one and six, and uh, so they were unable to make the postseason last year. And uh, people are buying in. They they remember that tear that they went on to close the season, and the NFL is buying in too because we know about them being the favorite. But they matched up the Lions and the Vikings twice in the last three weeks. So the NFL is signaling, yeah, we think it's going to be down to these two teams. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys touched on all the offensive stuff. I think the defense is what prevented them from winning more games than they did. That side mm-hmm. of the ball allowed the most yards and fifth most points per game in the NFL. And they also were letting teams convert a lot of third downs. So they did add couple guys in free agency, uh, Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton. But I think that'll be, you know, the unit I'll have my eye on in terms of, you know, uh, progression with this young, talented Lions team. But I definitely think they can win the division. Well, and not only that, Aaron, but you look at some of the advanced numbers pertaining to the secondary uh, completion percentage over expected allowed. It was the worst in the NFL. Air yards per attempt allowed was also the highest. You mentioned picking up Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I get that defense is inconsistent when analyzing them from one season to the next, but the Lions secondary was so bad, they have nowhere to go but up. And if they Mm -hmm. were, say, an average secondary, average defending the pass, they would have been in the playoffs, Joe. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Here's the other key. Going flipping back to the offense real quick, they kept Ben Johnson. They kept the the young, hot offensive coordinator that people are talking about because of their offensive numbers. It might be their last chance uh, to do something with Ben Johnson because if they repeat their performance from last year, he's gone. He's going to get a head coaching slash play calling uh, gig somewhere. Uh, People were talking about him last year. Uh, If they win the division, they're in the playoffs and another great offensive year, does it with Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be uh, he's going to be getting a, a job for sure. Uh, plus 140, plus 140 in the win totals, nine and a half. I don't mind making a case to uh, to fade the lines, but I'm not going to do it in the division market and I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm not going to do it in the win total market. Yeah. I'm not taking under nine and a half with, with what they've put together. I, I, that's a very good point about the defense. It couldn't be worse. It couldn't be worse. And you look at last year, even though they didn't make the playoffs, it was a huge step forward for the entire organization. So mm-hmm. as other teams are taking steps back, which we'll get to for the most part outside of the Bears, um, I, I understand why there's so much steam on the lines. Yeah, there's a lot to like with this team. And over the past couple years since Dan Campbell arrived, they've just been getting better and better. So I'm looking forward to that with this Lions team. But I don't think I'll bet on the them to win the division either. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I won't as well. We're unanimous as far as that's concerned. At the same time, we do have a lot of respect for what they're putting together. So then my question mm-hmm. is, do you bet on anything pertaining to the Lions? Do you wait, like we've talked about with other teams, until maybe there's some better value to be had? Uh, or is this something where, you know, this is just going to be an individual game kind of team that we look at, and there's really no place in the futures market to back Detroit? Oh, man, there's no value here. Could they get off yeah. to a slow start like last year, one in six, 
at Kansas City week one to open the season. I think most people are going to chalk that up as a loss. I like uh, the Lions ATS. Then they host Seattle, Atlanta. So Seattle could could contend. We'll see. Atlanta at Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Oh, man, that's an easy road. Oh, the NFL is begging for the, for the one and six not to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. I don't know where, just looking at their schedule, where there would be a point that you could probably get a better number. Unless something crazy happens, obviously, injury-wise right. or whatever. But just looking at the schedule as we sit today, I don't. They could start 0-2. Like, oh, yeah, wait. I, I could mm-hmm. see an you know, 0-2 start, then you get a better number, but a ton of football left, not too much. Depends what the other team – like, uh, let's say the Vikings start 2-0 and and the Lions are 0-2. You can get a better number there. That might mm-hmm. be the buy point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Probably. But again, I mean, you look at, say, the numbers right now, plus 140 for the Lions, Vikings plus 280, it, it probably won't move that much. Uh, right. And that, that to me, is the, the frightening thing is, uh, you know, I think if you're going to bet on Lions futures, then either you got to, you know, go the distance, like win the NFC, win the Super Bowl, something like that, or find an alternate win total uh, that suits your fancy. I don't know if I have a number that I think offers some value at this point. But if I am going to back the Lions, I'd probably want so, some sort of alt-win total right now and say, hey, they, maybe they'll get to 12-5 and five or 13-4 and four or something and just blow everybody out of the water because that is a potential outcome for Detroit because they are mighty, mighty talented. A lot of great offensive weapons as well. We mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown, but there are other great wide receivers too where, mm-hmm. look, whatever you think of Jerry Goff, like he's got a great support cast around him. He's always been elite when it comes to play action passing. And this is another opportunity uh, for him to showcase what he can do. And while we extol the virtues of the Lions, the Vikings have also been uh, an intriguing offseason story in large part because you look at what they did say at the running back position and they get rid of Dalvin Cook who was minus 21 rushing yards over expected per next-gen stats, mind you. He is not what he once was. 
But Alexander Madison was even worse than that. And he did it in fewer carries. And so to me, that suggests that this rushing attack for the Vikings leaves something to be desired. And while you can still have a lot of success in the NFL being one-dimensional, especially when you have Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver number one, uh, it also suggests that when the Vikings, you know, had you know such a weird point differential uh, compared with their overall record, that if the running game just isn't there and they're sort of due for regression to begin with, you can understand why, despite a successful 2022 campaign, why they only have the second shortest odds to win the division, Joe. You know, there's a lot of chatter about the Vikings maybe taking a step back because of the players they lost. And I don't think enough people are taking a look at the players they've added. And when, when I talk about players they've lost, they made some change with receivers and you trade Zadarius Smith. And now we know about Dalvin Cook. I think Madison's going to be fine. Offensive line always seems to be an issue with the Vikings. But how about a full season with Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins working together, a full offseason? How about Jordan Addison opposite Justin Jefferson? How much Woo! of an upgrade are you going to have there? It feels like people are just focused on what they've lost instead of what they're adding. And what they're doing is it looks like they're just giving Cousins weapons to where they can match what the Lions are doing offensively. And when you have Justin Jefferson on your side, I think you can make a strong case that they're going to they're going to surpass them. Now, defense, the big problem. I mean, that that was a glaring hole. Now they make an upgrade at defensive coordinator. With Brian Flores coming in, so maybe there's some stability. It, it's a similar conversation, Ed. Like what you just said about that Lions defense. Can you be average? What about the Vikings defense? Can they be average? Uh, the record was awesome last year with 13 and four. Nobody believes in it. Nobody thinks that's going to mm -hmm. be repeatable. But maybe you can have a worse record, but be more of a threat to do something in the postseason then bow out in the first round against the New York football giants like they did last year if the defense is just closer to average. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Because the Vikings allowed the second most yards and fifth most points per, per game, and they were in a lot of close games too. They were oh scary gosh. in those close games. It was like a heart attack watching them every time. So I just think with Justin Jefferson and then adding Jordan Addison, I, I do think they could give the Lions a run for their money in this division. But it it'll be interesting because Kirk Cousins, we all know like the primetime games. I didn't really look at how many they have, but just the <laughs> issues with Kirk Cousins, he's getting older. I don't really hate that they got rid of Dalvin Cook. The guy can't always stay healthy. Yeah. He's, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but they're, they're, whereas the Lions are a younger team, I would think you could say this is an, a more of a older team. And so, you know, their window is probably closing with this group that they have now. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But you could certainly find value on them to win the division if you think that uh, they'll be – a little bit better than last year where they obviously won it last year, but um, you know, hopefully they can fix some of their mistakes, especially on the defensive side. Completely agree with you as far as uh, jettisoning uh, Dalvin cook, it, it was a prudent move. It was good for the, the long-term future of the Vikings. I, I think that's perfectly fine. Talking about older guys and wondering uh, at what point they might be washed. 
Joe, you mentioned the guys that they were adding for the Vikings. What about edge Marcus Davenport? Is he someone who moves the needle for you? Because this Vikings uh, defense, you know, it wasn't the worst, but there were some elements that suggested they were mighty, mighty bad. You're adding a, a key veteran edge to this group, and I'm wondering how much that can help Minnesota here. Well, it, it's got to, right? The the rest, mm -hmm. where where are the defensive playmakers? You still have Harrison Smith on the back end and Davenport, obviously worth noting, but where where are the other guys? You know, you're gonna need some players to take some huge strides moving forward. I mean, look, in that playoff game we referenced, Daniel Jones beat their ass. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. He threw for over mm -hmm. 300, and he ran for 78. That's why they lost the game, because they couldn't stop Daniel Jones, a guy that yesterday when we were proving, previewing the East, like, I don't know that you should be paying this guy that much money. Um, and the close games thing, I'm really curious how the market develops this summer. The win total's eight and a half. And, and we know people always bet against that. You have a great record with a negative uh, point differential. 11-0 in one-score games. What the Vikings did last year is something we may never see again. A perfect 11-0 in one-score games. And what happened in the playoffs? They lost the one-score game. To me, that's also an exercise in sort of filtering out garbage time and figuring mm -hmm. out, okay, when it comes to those yeah. one-score games, how much of it was they were really, really bad closing things out. Uh, so definitely it's one of those taking things with a grain of salt, but at the same time, uh, backing the Vikings is a dangerous proposition for a variety of reasons. <laughs> we will continue <laughs> our NFC North uh, conversation uh, at the, in the next hour, but in the meantime... This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up, Dennis Rodman thinks Larry Bird would have no place in today's NBA. If that's not off the board, I don't know what is. Right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.